Welcome back, ladies, gentlemen, and all others, to No Means No Thing, No Means Nothing, episode 31. For you, it has been a mere two weeks. For us, it has felt like a goddamn eternity. I feel like it's been forever since we've recorded. We are recording one week before this releases, if I manage to get it uh, edited and out the fucking door. So probably the closest we've ever cut it. Mm. Close shave. Mm. It's St. Patty's Day for us. So I hope all of you had a good one. Uh, I just learned today, I think I already knew this, but that St. Patrick's Day, the snakes actually represented the Druids and the Celts. So fuck that guy, I guess, in a way, for kicking out all the Druids and Celts. But we love the Irish. Here's to all of you. We are really, really glad to be back. Or I'll speak for myself, but I'm really fucking glad to be back. And of course, I am one of your hosts, Jordan. I'm joined by one of you. I'm Matthew. Hello. Yeah, he, yeah we're at. Yeah, he always goes second because they save the best yeah. for last, and and that's yeah, me. that's, that's, that's for Michelle. sure. Yeah, that's for sure. We're at yep. a, we're at a practice. Michelle's the dessert. Rusty as fuck. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely, and we're gonna go into our. Uh, uh, power of positive drinking, but tonight, in honor of St. Patrick's Day, I think we all got oh, one of these. Don't oh my we? God! Look at that. And so I think we've got to do a three-way countdown. Oh ASMR my God! It's pop. the Holy Trinity. We've yeah. all got one of these, ladies. So I want you to hold it up to the mic, and I'm going to count to three. And after three, or after one, I'm going to count down. We're going to give you all a little treat. Ready? Three, two, one. Oh, oh, foamy, foamy. Yeah, baby. <laughs> foamy, foamy. We have escaped. Rich and creamy. Pour it right into your pint glass. If I see either of you drinking this out of a can, you're out. I'm not drinking it out of a can, but I am drinking it out of a mason jar. Okay. So. I have Look, this uh, drink. Unfortunately, it's it's all come off, but it was... Uh, it used to say Brasserie au Soleil. Uh, it's a... F- 1937 to 1977 commemorative cup it is all worn off but it's like some brewery from quebec um nice uh mine says ball wide mouth (laughs) so very you can see it's very uh eclectic and collectible you have a wide mouth for your ball but hey it settled pretty quick oh no 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 no, you gotta wait the cascade i'm I'm not i'm waiting yeah but that was nice that's uh first time in our podcast history, all 31 episodes, we've all been drinking the same thing. And yeah. today of all days, I think that's mm-hmm. a pretty good day to do it. Gotta do it. So cheers to you all out there. We're going to raise our glasses to you in a minute once we've let this settle. I guess that's the problem. We can't just immediately fucking dive into this shit. But, and um, you know, St. Patrick my, was a bit of a dick, but I learned today also that it is also the, the day of uh, St. Gertrude of Nivelle. And oh, St. Gertrude of Nivelle, about this. she's the patron saint of cats. Oh. oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Bring it. Yeah, man. That's way better. Yeah. Although, you know, even if St. Patrick was a dick, the Irish, man, they're the all Irish standing are not, up. The and, Irish are fucking great. No, but they're, they're, they're real standing up. I mean, I know I've kind of went on about this in the last episode, or at least. Um, the, the Irish are accepting Ukrainian refugees visa-free, um, I think, on oh, some yeah. unlimited oh, amount. Uh, and they are sending like, I think it was like the world's largest convoy of trucks, uh, full of supplies and stuff like that to 
to Ukraine. Nice. Ireland's fucking. For some reason, Ireland uh, has fucking some sympathy a. for an imperialistic power carving mm, off a little chunk of their country, weird. militarizing it, and saying this is ours now. Mm. I wonder okay. why. Yeah, no, I I, I, yeah. Uh, mm. that's uh. They've had some that's, practice. Uh, it was a Yeah. And listen, we you know we, we've had historically a number of downloads from Ukraine, and even recently. So to whoever our listener is there. I can't imagine the horror you're going through and we, all of us, the whole fucking world yeah. has, has all of the good part of the fucking world has your back. Uh, Tucker Carlson be fucking damned. And to mention um, that turd's name. And you know, a lot of, a lot of <laughs> Russians <laughs> would have your back if it were safe to do so too. So, you know, this, oh, is, yeah. not, hell yes. this yep. is not their hell war. Yes. Nope. Yeah. It's not. It's kind of the war of one fucking maniac. That's what's so yeah. um, so disturbing about that. One fucking turd. Yeah, exactly. But you know, we've got a lot of European listeners and there are other places in Europe that are pretty much up against the back of uh of yeah, uh, yeah, uh, Ukraine. So to all can't of you, imagine I can't staring imagine. down that again. Yeah, like no. We have we have um, listeners who I know personally who like grew up uh, during that time yeah. and are looking at it. And so, um, you know, Pavel was telling me he's having the same kinds of dreams that he had back then. And fucking a, yeah. So no shit. So it's rough, well, rough and tough. I never thought it, that there, we would have a real fucking, you know, there's some cartoon ones, um, like fucking Kim Jong-un and whatever else, but I never thought we'd have a real fucking bad guy in yeah. my lifetime again, somehow. And here we go. Here yeah. he is. Let's have a toast. We got a our toast raised to, 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 to our brothers Ukraine. and sisters in the Ukraine, to Slavo Ireland, Ukraine. and... Say, say it, Matthew. Do it. The thing. Slava Ukraini. Slava. Yeah. What he said. So, let's see if we can give you all oh a God, little something great. else to think about in this uh, exceptionally and growing increasingly bat-fuck crazy time. Hmm. So, we're going to dive into... Uh, some back fuck crazy music. Um, we've got four songs that I've been chewing on for way too long. And uh, yeah, so our first matchup, I don't know. It's uh, we'll talk about it. Now, we've now, got two songs here. We got two songs. We got Manic Depression off of You Kill Me 1985 or the You Kill Me Sex Mad compilation, which most of us have probably heard it unless we're lucky enough to have the original EP, which I'm not. Uh, versus Wake Up off of All Roads Lead to Ausfart 2006. We got kind of two uh, t- mm. temporarily any, mm-hmm. anyways, right? To yeah, opposite no, totally. sides of the spectrum. Yeah, which uh, we haven't had a lot of those. So that's that's pretty interesting. Uh, and this week, we are going to let Matthew dip us in first. Then we'll hear from Michelle and then me. So let's, uh, let's all get a little depressed first and hear a little bit of this squawker.
Matthew. Squawker. Get us depressed. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that is. <laughs> Squawker, Stomper, squeaker, speaker, stomper, spooper, pooper, purple hazer, <laughs> purple hazer. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so of course this is a cover um, Jimi Hendrix. Uh, song and i don't know if you guys know that uh, Jimi hendrix has quite a strong connection to vancouver um so no i did not know that yeah his i think it was his grandmother lived here um so he oh, he's shit. from seattle and so he used to spend a lot of time right. in vancouver uh in uh an area which uh was knocked down to build a freeway which actually never got built because people were oh, so fuck. opposed to it uh, but they knocked Jesus down like the, the black district. It was called Hogan's Alley. Of course. Yeah. And uh, they How are convenient. The, the viaducts that they put in to uh, put the highway, which actually they put the viaducts in sort of in and out of in, like out of downtown Vancouver. But they just sort of like both converge on what ended up being a very busy, but ultimately a residential street called Prior. Uh, and they're taking down those viaducts and various reasons. I, I, I don't know if it's a super great idea for them to do it. But they're doing mm. it, and they're uh, hopefully there. There is some more interest in uh, Vancouver's Black history and uh, British Columbia's Black history. Um, but I just hope that there's not fucking some big god awful gilded like, Hendrix statue <laughs> as part Why? of Jesus. Um, Come on, it's, just, uh, it's adjacent to Chinatown. Um, anyway, enough about that. But I wonder, you know, whether. Um, yeah, Hendrix has some it's like huh. B- BC cred, and it's nice to know that uh, yeah. he influenced No Means No. I don't think that they're making fun of it at all, even though, um, you know, they're know. silly voices oh. and everything like that. And I think it's Rob singing. I think oh. it's... Um, yeah, this is our great debate. I, yeah. I think it's Rob sometimes. Sometimes I think it's Andy. Not really, but or John, but it could be Rob. Yeah, I, there's, there's parts that are definitely Rob because uh, it's right when he had his vocal notes, and I'm... Pathologizing. That's what I'm wondering if he was like so taking he's like, a back seat, like I can't handle shred, it. He's shredding the fuck out of a voice, and it's, uh, he's making sounds <laughs> which only a damaged, uh, damaged voice can make. Um, so I think there, definitely parts of. I don't know. Andy's done some of those screeches like that, but yeah, I don't know. No, that's that's pathological. That one. <laughs> so there's damage. There's, there's damage there. Anyway, I love the feedback guitar. Uh, I I love the line, which I don't think I ever realized. Like n- manic depression is a frustrating mess. It, it's so <laughs> yeah understated, you know. And um, I never really like delved into the lyrics of it. And I think you know maybe um, Hendrix was I don't know much about him. I was not a particular fan or anything like that. But like based on these uh-huh. lyrics, if he wrote them, um, you know that you can't touch the music all the time. Um, and that uh, you know, music, sweet music. I wish I could caress. So maybe like he had trouble. Maybe he was manic depressive, and um, that uh, he can't always reach reach it. So um, you know the the creativity, or like if you can't reach the creativity, then you you get drunk and you get high, and ultimately that's what it did the poor guy in. So um, right. yeah, I don't know. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. There's a you can hear someone kind of go ah at some point during the uh, during the song, like in the back. I don't think I would have been able to hear it without these headphones, but uh, it sounds like John. Uh, so that was mm. that's what made me think that um, I don't think there are a lot of tracking. I think they might have you know played this all together, and um, it, it seems sounds pretty like that, yeah. pretty organic. Uh, one take or like not maybe not one take, but at least they're they're all playing at the same time. I think. 
Um, it feels like a song that they played a lot live, and so they were yeah. kind of really yeah. down and could do it in the studio real well. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I love the, the sort of like absolutely roaring ending, and then just how it goes into paradise. And I, I never really thought about how um, you know manic depression and then paradise is sort of. Uh, I thought it was like talking about sort of being tired of where you are, and a, a song about Victoria. So I don't know, you know, maybe um, there is some sort of um, organic connection between uh, the the life lived in Victoria, Vancouver, that no means no, and then uh, you know Hendrix coming up to Vancouver to visit his uh, visit his grandmother um, adjacent to Chinatown in a really rundown part of Vancouver. Um, I don't know. It's pretty interesting. It was nice to sort of have that thought and, you know, to recognize yeah. the song is one thing, but to actually think about um, the commonality of what generated it um, was mm-hmm. kind of an interesting experience yeah, right. to do. But uh, yeah, great, uh, great song. And actually, I think I, I think I went and bought Hendrix stuff uh, after hearing this. because <laughs> oh, I was never all that oh, interested in, in, never all that interested in Hendrix before, um, before that but yeah i think it's a huh. it's it's a tribute it's not like uh, any kind oh, of for sure. uh, yeah yeah oh, yeah, yeah, no. yeah yeah this is like respect yep. humility this is totally <laughs> nice yep. anyway, don't don't have much else to say but um you know fun fun song and um yeah it'll be interesting to see whether um hogan's alley uh comes back <laughs> when they knock yeah. those viaducts down in. yeah the hell are you talking nice. about Hogan's Alley is what he was talking about. That place that got knocked down. Oh, the oh, black, oh, the oh, black oh, area is like. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. I must have missed that part. I'm sorry. Hogan's yeah. Alley. No worries. Okay. That's right. You've hit your head yeah. recently. We can forgive you. Oh yeah. We'll, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll bring that. We'll, we'll bring that up right about now because. Yep. Uh, Michelle, your turn. Okay. Uh, or shall we call you Alice? I'm... Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm feeling vulnerable right now. So. Okay. Sh- should I tell everybody what I look like? Yeah. Right now. Well, it's it's uh, it's up to you. Well. Uh, long story short, I got food poisoning, and on the way to the bathroom, uh, I fainted. <laughs> so I have a big hit on my head that caused two very large Alice Cooper black eyes, and I have five, maybe six broken bones in my foot. So I've been home all week feeling sorry for myself. Um, it is not an exaggeration, ladies and gentlemen. No, 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 no. Authentically like has Alice Cooper eyes. I, like I gotta say those... Hell. They are the most symmetrical black eyes I've ever seen. I, they are like it's <laughs> it's it's fucking badass. Like yeah. this is yeah, yeah, like, yeah. this is some serious. It seriously shit. looks like it looks like corpse paint. <laughs> it looks like fucking death metal. No, yeah, I am the hundred percent. I am the walking dead. I scared a girl no. in the doctor's office. She guy. She's like, mommy, mommy, what happened to her? And I was I was waving and smiling. And thought, no, I'm probably making it worse. That's uh, right. You should walk down the thing, just kind of shambling. You know, what happens when you don't clean noises. your room? I know, I know, you're feeling self conscious, Michelle, but I I, it looks fucking awesome. And you, you should, you should post, looks, yes, you should let people see that. Badass. Like oh, it no, is I the most. Out, like, I, yeah. I went out to eat with a friend yesterday after my CT scan, and we're eating, and she's like, "I think she was like super like." getting uncomfortable because people were looking at us. So I took my <laughs> face mask and I put it over my eyes. I'm like, there, is that better? <laughs> now I, I, I just, I, I feel so awful and I'm just, I'm at that age where I'm just like, I don't fucking care. I got a yeah, pair of crutches. Cares? I got a boot. 
and and uh, go fuck, fuck yourselves. Y'all. Yeah. Oh, exactly. I think you but you I gotta did. post post a photo of yourself like with making a death metal face or something. It's yeah, amazing. Man. It's so amazing. The, the, <laughs> yeah. The face group. The face. You gotta have the eyes open though, it. so it stretches down the cheeks right. like that. It's amazing. All right, Matthew. Yeah, you gotta Matthew, do it. Okay, right here and now. I told you before mm. I didn't want you to do it, but if you love this, I'll give you a picture of me, or I'll make one, and you can use it for, Ooh, for epi- this show's episode. Episode. Yes. All yes. right. Yes. You I'm heard good. it here, folks. You heard it here. I'm gonna let the world see how shitty I look right now. You look badass. You look yeah. badass. Like, is, you feel sh- you feel shitty. It feels shitty. I get that, but it looks badass. It's I just want to so say that. bad. It's, it's bad. No. Yeah. No. No. So no. Uh, my daughter would be jealous. She tries to do that kind of shit all the time. Serious? She loves yeah. painting her face up. So she well, goths, goths and death metal guys do that shit on purpose. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Yeah. They, exactly. But not as good. <laughs> not no. as good. This yeah. Is, no. All right. This is juicy. Susie Sue ain't got nothing on you. Exactly. Now, speaking of goths, this is a nice segue into what I'm about to admit. I've gone back and forth on this. I've been not looking forward to this song because I knew I would have to grapple with whether I should say this or not. And I'm going to say it. Just say it. If I'm going to let everybody see my face right now, I'm going to let everybody know. I'm feeling vulnerable and have decided to admit with what I think are very good reasons one of the most embarrassing things I could ever say. I think you've guessed it now. I did not know this was a Hendrix song until it was too late. In Hell my yeah. defense, I was listening to The Cure, Bauhaus, and The Talking Heads so much around the time. But I did know that Foxy Lady covered by The Cure was a cover of a Hendrix song. But back to no means no, this gem is a thunderous throwdown of a legendary song by one of the world's most legendary artist. It's such a great punk splashdown, and I don't know what sounds better. John's vocals? I, For years, I thought it was Rob, but then I was listening to, to it today and thinking maybe it was John. I don't mm. know. Yeah, I think it's both. I, I, I think got, it's both. I, I, yeah. the, whoever does that, that, whoever does that scream, I, I'll talk about oh. that in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Frustrating. <laughs> I don't know. Or John's vocals are I don't know what sounds better, John's or Rob's or Andy's slash vocals. I don't know what's better, the vocals or the, the sick drum fills that John mm. is laying oh, down. Oh, God. In. It's so just good. A, a, oh, my God. It's a buffet. It's so yep. fucking tight. Yep. Oh. yep. yep. Nom, nom, nom. Andy's guitar wails fit perfectly in this and are on homage to the king. The screams are profoundly incredible. A truly epic and extremely respectable cover that showcases both No Means No and, of course, Jimi Hendrix. Nice. Nice. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, so this is one of a handful of of recorded covers anyway, right? And I'm on record as shitting all over one of the other ones we've done. Not, uh, I guess the other one would be We Are Not One, not We Are Not One, uh, Would We Be Alive, right? I didn't know that was. Yeah, you remember it's the residence. Yeah, I didn't know um, that was a residence. But cover. It, I think that well, then there's Rob doing a or Rob doing a couple of his solo guitar bits like um, "Sitting on Top of the World." Those are covers. But uh, I so I love this one way more than "Beat on the Brat." Right? I'm not gonna shit on this. Right? This, is, <laughs> yeah. this is a banger. Listen, it's mm. not it's not my favorite on this album. I I still I love "No Means No" so much that I want their material. So yeah. covers always feel 
like second tier to me somehow, but this is a banger. This is just, yeah. and a great, a great cover of Hendrix. I knew Hendrix before I knew No Means No, and there was a period in high school when I had a friend who was learning guitar, who was really into Hendrix. So I, I got into him enough, right? That I was stoked to come across this and be like, what a fucking great cover. And I listened to it today. I didn't listen to it in a long time. I listened to the Hendrix version. This is a really great homage to it. And it's Hell interesting. Yeah. Um, they really cut up the lyrics in a way. Like mm -hmm. they just cut away a bunch of the lyrics. It's oh, I funny didn't though. Compare them. Them. Yeah. They took yeah, the yeah. swing you, out. Well, the funny thing is when you look at lyrics, uh, lyric sites for this song, for the No Means No version, they don't do that. They just copy the Hendrix lyrics. Like no one actually has done the no uh. means no lyrics for this. They just are like, well, it must be the same. And it's not. They they cut out a the whole first stanza. They mix shit up. They jump around between verses. They cut out shit from verses. So it's it's different. Now, I don't think it's different in a sense thematically. I, I like that. I, when I was kind of looking to it going like, has what they cut? Are they are they saying something by what they cut? And no, I don't, I don't no, think so. No, they're just rocking. No, well, listen, hey, 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 it wouldn't be beyond them. Like, that's not a crazy thing to think, right? Like, they're smart enough, but I don't think so. Um, but, I mean, I don't have a lot more to say about it either, other than everything you guys have said. But those drum fills are yeah. fucking crazy. The howls mm. at the end are fucking crazy. Yep. And I do just love the... It's so driving yeah. and just... Oh, it's so fucking... It's just a banger. It's a banger. And, so and a really... A really great song to put on before Paradise. They are a great one-two uh, kick punch, right? It's mm -hmm. it's it's just great. Um, I I love the arrangement of it. I think thematically of all of Hendrix's songs, this is the perfect one to have picked. It fits yeah, right yeah. in the wheelhouse. It doesn't surprise me that you didn't know it was a cover because oh, it feels no, like a song bad. that's complete. Well, but thematically and er for every other reason, it's a I song that could have come right from there. No way. Are you kidding me? Uh, well, you are booted just I've on your foot. I've lost my now. my street cred. You're you're literally booted. That's the point. Oh, um, yes. You had street I cred. I love I love the song. It's great. It's uh I think it's one of their best covers. I'm sure it shredded. Well, I know it shredded live. I've seen video of them playing it back in the day. Um fucking great stuff. So, mm -hmm. A+. Plus. All right. So, let's move on to our uh follow-up, which is Wake Up off of all roads lead to all's fart, so set your alarm clocks, listen to a bit of this. Come on, Professor, rise and shine! for us 
I was a long time between um, one and All Roads Leads to Ausfart, and this is a very good track one, I must say. Just like straight the fuck on in. Wake up! Oh, yeah, no, I, I really, really like, really like this song. I didn't um, ever look up. I only did it just sort of uh, before preparing uh, for this episode. Um, what uh, it sounded to me like Bugs Bunny cartoon and stuff like that, but it's the Great Race. Yeah, no, I, I just found that out today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, so now I interrupted you. I, I want to, uh, I want to like watch that movie now. It seems very silly. It has Jack Lemmon in it and uh, like Peter Falk and Natalie Wood. Who I, I, I stepped, I stepped on you when you said that name. So say it again for again for everyone in case they didn't hear. Uh, the Great Race. Oh, that's yes. what that beginning part is. Yeah. Oh no, shit. Yeah. Rise and shine, Professor. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah, not a reason. Re- it sounds like the title to a Lini reinstall. The Nazi propagandist, huh? anyway. The, the Great Race could be a oh. terrible title as well. But, um, oh, right. Oh, God. I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was not Mickey. That. From, it's from not Rocky. That. Yeah. I thought it was Mickey on but, Rocky. Yeah. It I read Burgess Meredith. Yeah. It does. Yeah. 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 It's Jack Lemon um, as Neil Octavable. But still, that's pretty, pretty awesome. Um, and I got to watch this movie because it's it's sort of like kind of a cartoony, wacky racist kind of thing. And the bad guy's named Professor Fate, <laughs> who sounds wacky like a very racist. A very rag- yeah, wacky, wacky oh. <laughs> like the Hanna Barbera thing. Racist. Come on Those now, wacky racist, <laughs> wacky racist. Right, <laughs> <laughs> I, I hate Illinois Nazis. Um, yeah, so um, the uh, Professor Fate sounds to, uh, like a very uh, Slade like character. <laughs> to be like some very cartoon bad guy dressed in black and stuff like that so i think i gotta i gotta look that yeah. up and like you say i have crush on natalie wood it's such a weird thing Oof. that when all happened with her so um right yeah uh wakey wakey eggs and bakey such a such Hilarious. a great and silly beginning yeah um i like the fact that he says you know smell the roses use your noses it makes it sillier if it was like use your <laughs> nose because he's a plural. It, it means like he's addressing a specific group, not the general sort of plural you. It's it's, it's like he's maybe actually there with them. Use your noses. <laughs> Get out there. <laughs> We've all got them. Um, such a intense beginning. I don't know why I never thought to maybe it's because I, I you know, could carve it up and put it, make it like my wake up alarm. <laughs> Oh, Wait, I wrote it down. Ah! I, It'd be so great. It'd be easy yeah. enough to do that. Um, I think it's a song about um, kind of the, it's just aggressive. Like uh, the, you know, wake up, get out there, do. And like, it's, it's about yeah. ag- aggression. I've never really noticed before. I never really thought of before that I'm dreaming and I can't wake up and then wake up. That phrase appears in the titles of two songs on the same album. Um, which is kind of interesting because we did talk about I'm dreaming and I can't wake up like somebody who is stuck in um, distraction and not actually experiencing the real real world. But if you do wake up, you're in this incredibly aggressive, um, consumptive kind of environment. Um, Yep. yep. You know, more, more, more. And there's a Mm -hmm. lot of, uh, especially Latter-day No Means No stuff that's about, you know, I guess not even Latter-day, but I mean, junk is kind of like that as well just consumptions like more and more and more um and yet smell the roses is uh sort of an exhortation to take your time 
take your time and smell right. Right. exactly yeah. yeah good point so it's it's kind of like fl- flips it on its head a little bit um this is like appreciate life but t- this is a song about you know ag- aggressive and just like wanting more and more and more um one of the lyrics is uh you know i want more noise want more money more you honey so, <laughs> yeah. more of you honey yeah, so baby. slimy and beautiful so but then uh there's a, a woman's voice um more more three ways see i always thought it was it's three i always thought it nope, was free i know i looked nope, it up i looked it up sure but i thought there was like a more three ways an awesome no connection way. between freeways and the whole thing about nope. hogan's alley about how nope. I could connect these nope. two songs, and you know how much I like to do that. So, oh well, right. more three ways. It could have been it's more about sex, ways. baby. Yeah, more yeah. three ways. The freeway. What, um, the free, what the fuck was that on on, on uh, the office? Free love freeway. I forget it. I don't remember. I don't remember it's that. It's on the, off, the British <laughs> office. Thank you very much. Oh, that's the bad, the, the good one. You're goddamn right. It is. Um, it's a really intense song, um, but if you listen carefully, it's it's actually very like tightly woven. Like the the all three instruments mm-hmm. are playing like really really uh, coordinated. Um, how the uh, the Tom Tom's guitar playing is like very very busily up and down, and the 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 uh, bass is very very snarly, and of course the drums are always complicated, um, but not really calling attention to themselves. It's like really very harmonious. Mm-hmm song like uh, n- none of the instruments really sort of take center stage they're all really cooperative and um yeah i really like this song it's one of my favorites off of uh off of ausfart for sure um and cool. uh, wow. it's an interesting kind of um comparison because i really think that um manic depression really sounds like it was you know they're all playing together maybe one take or at least you know they're all playing the song it's not reconstructed um but wake up sounds very reconstructed and very polished to me um mm-hmm. so yeah kind of an interesting um trans uh, transposition there yeah. Yeah. yeah um that's about all i got to say about wake up i like it and um now i want bacon or bakey nice Right. All right, Strangey, what bakey you got for us? Okay, after the softer intro is when I start to cut the rug, except I won't do that today. <laughs> <laughs> I always adore the ha-ha after Rob's ha-ha! first wakey-wakey. Mm-hmm. Now he goes ha-ha. Yeah. You, you know it, listen to it. He just does that yep. ha-ha. I love it. This would indeed be the quintessential alarm clock for me as I infamously have problems waking up. The eggs and bakey line is quite funny to me. I think this song is really well constructed. I think I'm going to say a lot of the stuff you said right right now, Matthew. I think the song is really well constructed with juicy, aggressive bits intertwined with intelligent segments that lead well into the main vibe of the piece. I'm really wishing Tom had more singing bits on this. Yeah. His voice is so opposite Ooh. of Rob's boisterous baritone. Yeah, you good know, point. Because when, when you do hear Tom pipe in, it, it, it really sounds really good. And I wishing I was wishing he had more uh, lines in this song. I think it's a nice contrast with Rob. In my opinion, this song seems to be a fine example of consumerism, greed, and having to keep up with the Joneses. And we mm. all know about those Joneses, don't we? Oh, gotta love him. Yep. Hi, Joe. <laughs> All oh, right. Yeah. He's, so, he's in Portugal, right? 
or uh, whatever. <clears throat> yeah. So, fuck. I'm about to lose some people, I think. Um, oh. I got to admit, guys, I've I, this song has never worked for me. Mm. Never. I, I played it. I listened to it about 40 times. I mean, I'm, I'm not being hyperbolic. Well, that will do today, it. Today, it finally clicked for me a little bit. But I want to say this. I don't know why, because all of the parts of it are fucking great. Like, yeah. it's got the humor. It's got really great grooves. John's way that he's like, off, I don't know what you'd call that stranger, but it's like he's playing off the beat. He's playing on the like three and it's, yes, I guess it's syncopation, but he's yeah, playing yeah, like yeah. the in that opening. I love the opening and the ending part of it. Like all the different pieces, Rob's snarl, all the pieces of it, if I pull them separately, are fucking great. And all the shit I love about the band. But to, this song has never come together for me. Oh, so you and, like the ingredients, but not the finished product. But that doesn't make mm. a gumbo. And I don't know why. And it's my least favorite No Means No opener, period. Like oh. I just don't. It doesn't. I'm like, I don't know. I'll skip it. I don't, I just, it doesn't work. And that's me. Like, clearly it's not the song because I can recognize that that's great musicianship. It's fucking, you know, really good. It's got all the ingredients, but I just, I, it, I, it's, it's probably near the bottom of the list for me. of mm. no songs. Um, and definitely probably, at, uh, other than maybe one other on this at the bottom of this album for me, I, I, it, it's not there. This song thematically to me feels like the alarm clock or the anthem that the protagonist of Mondo Nellismo 2000 sings when he wakes up in the morning. Like this mm, is his make like, point. fuck yeah. You know, like I'm <laughs> like those songs that these, those two mm. songs feel linked. Got some to things me. to do in Guam. I got some things to do in Guam, <laughs> oh, baby. Yeah. Today's the day. Oh, I said baby. Fuck, that's gross. Um, yeah. Any event. So, yeah, I don't know. I And I've really tried, like, I've actively tried hard to grow my appreciation, especially for the podcast. Like, okay, there's been other ones that I haven't paid that much attention to and really dug into for the podcast and gone like, oh, shit, what was I missing? And I kind of got there today. But I don't know. It's just, I don't know, chemistry thing. What the fuck are you going to say? Like, I, it, it just doesn't do it. I'm super hey, glad you, to hear that you both rights. like it. But uh, I don't have a lot more to say about it because it's just, it, it doesn't fire off any of my synapses, wet unfortunately. Wet lettuce. It's kind of wet mm. lettuce for me. Exactly. We, we've all been there with other songs and another, like, I've been singing the praises. You guys are like, what the fuck are you talking <laughs> about? That isn't Santa Slay? I'll Santa never Claus Slay. Um, well. Uh, so that's me on this still one. Still stand so. by that one. I'm, I'm realizing we should chase the non-native English speakers that, you know, wakey, wakey, eggs and bakey is like a thing that, you know, parents say to their kids and stuff like that. And yeah, the alternate yeah. version, wakey, wakey, hands off snakey. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I've never heard the alternate version. So, oh, but you've done it. No, never. Not once. Never. Uh, mm. All right. Uh, then let's uh, let's put this up for a vote and move on to our well, our middle section here. This will be interesting here. after that. So yeah, yeah let's yeah. let Michelle go first. Uh, yeah. Michelle, what's your vote? Uh, manic depression. I am voting for manic depression. Well, all right. It's a lay down. It is a Easy lay down. Up. Matthew, um, how about you? Jordan, what you were saying about how um, with you get no means no covers and you just kind of want original no means no material as much as this is a uh, wonderful. Um, cover. I really like "Wake Up." I'm going to vote for "Wake Up" because um, hey. my impression is not not their song. All right, there you go. Ooh, I don't know where this is going right now. I'm going to go against my own grain. I normally don't vote for covers, but I actually like that cover way oh! more than "Wake Up." So mm. I'm going to vote for "Manic Depression." It's that's a I 
could listen to that a million more times than Wake Up, which frankly I probably won't listen to again for a really, 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 really long time. I've Except for when you more put times. it on your phone and use it as your alarm. Yeah, I would do that because it is it is gimmicky and good. But uh, other than that, thanks, Wake Up. I'll see you uh, in 10 years. All right. Uh, oh All right. Let's move on to, I know, I well, listen, I figure it adds a little spot. If I liked every No Means No song with the passion that I like most of them, it'd be fuck, fucking boring. I got to I gotta not like a couple of them, right? So this was I, one. I still have dreams of, of Matthew panning the camera over to show like Rob sitting in the corner and watching. He's just like, oh, my God. Oh, I'm I, so sorry. I would, <laughs> I would literally, sorry. I would literally, I would throw up on my fucking keyboard is what I would do <laughs> and shut down the podcast immediately. And don't and do, that. Don't do it, any so. of those things. Hmm. So let's move on to a listener submission. Uh, just a reminder, uh, Matthew, before we dive into our listener submission, um, I know everyone's sick of hearing it, but fuck you. You're going to hear it anyway. Uh, <laughs> what, do, what do we ask people to do here? Oh, I got to pull up the um, phone number. I don't even remember it. Yeah, yeah, because it's long and complicated. It doesn't have any repeated numbers. Anyway, um, we yeah, have so a phone you, number. You go talking and I'll dig it up. Which you can call and you can... Um, Submit. You have three minutes, actually. So uh, break up your submissions. Uh, if you don't want to do that, then email us. We like to hear your no means no origin story, your um, what no means no means to you, and uh, perhaps uh, interesting uh, or heartfelt um, no means no story related. So uh, could mean listening to it with some friends or the first time you heard them or one time when you saw them and had a particularly good time or bad time. It doesn't matter. We just want to hear yeah. your stories. Please um, send them on into uh, no means nothing podcast at uh, gmail.com. Um, and you can type it out and we'll read it or you can uh, record it and uh, attach it or use Dropbox or something similar. Um Ask us if you need any technical support for that sort of thing. If you would like one um, or all of us to read it in unison, then uh, please just make that request. Oh, or maybe don't make that, that request. That would be awful. Look out. Look out. <laughs> um, or and, give us a phone uh, call at oh. yeah. 415-493-8630. That number again is 415 493 Eight six three zero. Yes. Nice. You got three and, minute um, increments. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. No, no you go ahead. I, no, no, you. No, you first. No, go ahead. <laughs> me first. Me first. No, I was gonna say uh, so just as my exhortation back to the sort of serious stuff uh, of of last week when I recorded that thing. Um, if you don't want to say any of that stuff, just call in and tell uh, some or one. <laughs> maybe Ukrainian listener that you're thinking about them and that you yeah. are, uh, say Slava Ukraini, glory to Ukraine and uh, that you're out there and that uh, that's about all I can think of to do uh, Hell yeah. for you guys. Hell yeah. yeah. Anyway, do that. Yeah. So Word. let's, let's listen to one of our brave listeners. Uh, this is um, uh, Jens Oker. Did I say that? I butchered that, I'm sure. Matthew, Pretty close. give that a try? Jens Oka, yeah. All right. Something like that. It Jens means, Oker. I think, I, I like I like that because it's actually, I think it means like just ochre because oak is like oak. And I'm from Oak oh. Bay. So there you go. Nice. Nice. Oker? Well, Jens was kind enough to email us and he was a little bit self-conscious about this. I don't know why because it sounds fucking great. So I don't know that He's, either of you have heard this one yet. Jens the shy Swede. 
Hey, I never right. listened to this stuff. Or is he a Dane? Good. Or is he a Swede, right? I've always wanted, I always I wanted to be a surprise. Yeah. It's like there surprise to me like it is everybody else hearing it. So we, we incredibly appreciate Yen's mm-hmm. uh, sending us this. So let's go ahead and take a listen. Here we go. So these are a few of the recollections I have of meeting the band when playing or otherwise working with them. 1990, Café Q, Gävle, Sweden. My first band, Ashram, opened the show. I was at the tender age of 14 and had listened a lot to Small Parts and Wrong, which turned me into a huge No Miss No fan. Granted, <laughs> a lot of the lyrics went right over my head. Big Dick was easy enough, though, but the music blow- blew my mind. John let me use his drum kit, cymbals, snare and all. At soundcheck, they zeroed in in some weird frequency in the room. And after Craig had tried to rectify it, they threw their hands up and said, It's in the house. It's in the house. There's nothing to be done. During the show, Rob had a real sore throat. And as I recall, did attempt to sing a little, but mostly Andy did the singing on the songs Rob would normally sing. They told the tale of Bruno to introduce that song. Moral of the story being, never, never, ever sell cocaine <laughs> to the <laughs> This is sound advice. The band also called out their roadie as a lying Dutchman from the stage. After the gig, I did an interview, again mostly with Andy speaking, for my fanzine in their dressing room. It was getting kind of late in the evening and they were a little concerned that it might be past my bedtime. And did my parents know who I was? <laughs> Phone your mom were their last words to me. Funny. I have to say, I was just a dumb little kid, but they were super respectful of me. 1994, Café Q, Gävle, Sweden. I put on this show. The rider requested an <laughs> inordinate amount of beer. Oh my four God. cases, I think it was. That's 96 <laughs> beers. I told Rob they get two cases and he accepted that, but asked if maybe I could buy them some hash instead of the other two. I agreed. Uh, I called my guy. I was a smoker myself. No problem. The money spent on five, <laughs> five grand some of uh, Moroccan was more or less the same as the extra two cases with the status back, but what the fuck. The band talked about having a really weird show the night before in Sundsvall, where they had played in the town square at some kind of city festival to a crowd of unsuspecting, clearly in traditional dress, no less. (laughs) They seemed relieved to be in a punk club doing their usual thing. Café Q was a rehearsal space on the non-gig nights for some local bands, one of which owned a fan. The men of No Miss No saw it and traded it for a bunch of their merch and used it during the set. It was June and that oh, place got real fan, hot. Fan. Oh. We had a dartboard in the club and Rob really seemed to enjoy throwing darts by himself throughout the night. There was some kind of hockey event going on at the time, maybe the World Cup or something, so we set up this old beat-up black-and-white TV for them to see the game. I remember Craig sitting there with a big pile of tobacco hash mix rolling and puffing away. 
they slept at the club. We provided mattresses with clean sheets and they had their own sleeping bags. There were no rock star tantrums thrown about these sleeping arrangements. It was great. I was much impressed. Uh, also, what a fucking treat to witness the two drummer lineup. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> when they played the river, well, shit, I have no verbiage for that. 2000, Han Magasinet, Umeå, Sweden. Umeå? My second band, Trapped or Fucking Exit, opened the show. Very dim time for me. About the only thing I remember, apart from their show being totally awesome as usual, totally awesome, <clears throat> is that they were drying uh, or airing out their stage clothes by putting them in front of oh, fans no. in one of the dressing rooms. It is at this point unclear if any of those fans was one they traded for in 94, but talk if it was, talk about things. <laughs> it's catching up indeed. I really feel that their music opened my head up at a young age and, and taught me a thing or 12 about what punk can be. And sort of laying the groundwork for me being more accepting of eclectic sounds from then on. They continue to be one of my favorite bands for well over 30 years to this day. Every time they released a new album, I was all about it. I fucking love those guys. Well, there we go. Oh, Thank man. you, Damn. Jens. Come on. Jens, it's... you can't buy that. You can't buy no, them. man, dude. I mean, I, I, you told Jens was a little, little, a uh, little nervous about uh, about recording that and everything. It's inc- oh, incredible. Yeah, you're, you're funny. Yeah, it's well written. It's wit. <laughs> you know, the, the your your English is better than most English speakers' English. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, exactly. I, I love. I love when you know Europeans, especially Northern Europeans, like they they apologize for their English, which is so good. Oh my like, god. Fuck off! Like, yeah. <laughs> I I would lo- I would love I would love to speak speak Swedish at all, much less totally fluently. I mean, I come yeah. on, Ryan. Yeah. So this is absolute stories, proof that um, it it totally goes against like what uh, some member of Nomizno at some point said that uh, that Sweden they just never really caught on to Sweden. They had huge fans in Norway, huge fans in Finland, and that Sweden was kind of flyover country. That's bullshit. Clearly, um, no, you're against yeah, you're against a fan. Yeah. Um, maybe, I like the maybe fact they just that he had was, bad uh, memories of that one festival that, that <laughs> yeah, was that's full of. That's uh, probably what it was. <laughs> went to went to the show in Umeå. Well, that, that's where um, that's where Meshuggah is from, and I'm a big Meshuggah fan. I've been listening to a oh, lot of Meshuggah nice. lately. I love to think that a member of Meshuggah. Is that a Yiddish band? What now, the so. hell is that? Meshuggah. So you don't know what Meshuggah is? No, oh, they're great. Oh, it's a oh, Yiddish band, great. isn't it? Fantastic. No. <laughs> no. 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 Yeah, yeah, no, that's it's certainly it is a, it is a Yiddish word. It means crazy, but um, yeah. yeah, they're a Swedish band. Well, Mashug, Mash, Mashugana does, doesn't it? Not Mashuga, yeah. isn't it different? Or are they or are they well, the same? There might be a little I mean, bit dervish. That's pretty yeah, close. Anyway, yeah. Michelle, we gotta we gotta make you into a Mashuga fan because yeah, yeah. they're uh, okay. they're yeah, fantastic. They're yeah. All right, all right. Nice. Well, listen, Jens, that fucking kicked ass. Yeah, I love you. these. I love these. Listen, we're selfish. We're selfish. We just want you guys to send them in because we love these. These are so fucking fun. And, you know, I bet that if any of the band is listening, they love to hear this shit, too. So I mean, chances on. are that is such a chances treat to are, listen to. 
at least a few of them might actually hear these stories. So that's a, that's a real treat for them too. And um, until we get this amazing book, which we're all fucking on the pin- edge of our seats to get, this is, is this is what this is what we have. We have these stories from you. So let's share them. All right. I think we've told most of ours. I got maybe a couple more, but that's it. So we need we need your stories. Doesn't it also reiterate the fact that we like a cool band of exactly very cool guys? Because it's cool, smart, kind, good yes, kind. people that fucking like Unassuming, this band. It's insane. Exactly. As all of you assholes listening are. Yeah, the fans are fucking awesome. Everybody's really yep. fantastic, supportive of each other, of us. Mm-hmm. Thank you for mm-hmm. your support. Thank you for your yeah. uh, accolades. Uh, we're just doing this out yeah. of love. Um, and uh, it is such a treat to do this uh, show with the you two assholes. Uh, and thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Call the so phone let's give number. You, let's give it. you more. Let's give you more of what you came for, which is another set of songs. So a couple, a couple of great ones coming up here. We're gonna pit "Remember" off of "One Down and Two to Go" (1994) versus "Mama's Little Boy" off "Ooh Round Two" off of "Mama" mm. (1982). Michelle's into her second beer. We're ready to go. With that was my so, fourth. That was my fourth Guinness. I'm going to get something different because I don't think I'm. Are you I'm serious? Old. Well, there's four in a package, so I'm done. Yeah, there's four in a package. All right. No, Matthew's going to grab another beer. Oh God, I'm going to. I'm going like, to get started. This We're is drunk. like a it's, podcast where we just slowly get buzzed and talk yeah, about no we smell. That's the joy. That's why. That's why the second set is always a little wilder. So yeah. uh, I'm going to go first. I'm going to go first here with remember. So let me see if I can remember how to push play on this clip. I recall at the end of it all, you were on your knees while I was standing tall, or is my memory deceiving me? Was I hanging there while you prayed for me? Remember how when the show was done, we were laughing and drinking and having fun. That I heard you speak, your voice was great, but we forget we must repeat. R E M E M B E R E M E M B E R E M E M B E R R E M E M B E R E M E M B E R E M E M B E R E M E M B E R Positive drinking in the middle of pos- the episode here. What do we possibly got? Possibly my favorite beer. It's a Bomber Park Life Passion Fruit Ale. It's no longer owned by Blair Calababa, but Blair Calababa oh, started Blair. this brewery. Uh, oh, hell was, yeah. Uh, yeah. Who recorded House yeah. Fart oh. and a bunch of other shit. And was there some I had nice. a huge crush on him. Yes. Yes. Featured I on our. Um, I remember you just. Dis- last episode's. Um, Eating relish. The graphic. He was eating relish, and I remember you yeah. disappearing up. You you disappeared up to the soundboard at the Ausfart. Well, nothing, uh, at nothing the Ausfart show was happening. But yeah. when you can no, go I know, sit but with a sound guy, I was there with with Mari, and we're like, "Where the fuck Michelle go?" And we looked up. Oh, yep, there she is. We know where she Blair. went. 
Sitting with Blair, and why wouldn't she? All right. And then so he let me touch spe- the knob. Remember, he let me touch oh, the knob. Oh, God damn it. So let's, uh, <laughs> speaking of remembering, I'm going to dive into this song a bit. So, um, <clears throat> so this is one of the songs that was recorded, I think, newly for this, uh, for this compilation, I guess is what you call it, right? One down, two to go. Mm. But there were a handful of songs that weren't from older periods, they weren't from outtakes, they seemed to be recorded. I don't know specifically for this, but they were at least kicking around and maybe they didn't feel like they had an album's worth enough. So they made a compilation out of it. But this is one of those. So it's of that period of that time. This song's a fucking banger. One of my favorite things about this song right now is that this appears to have to be my kind of entry point with my daughter, who's 12 for no means. No, I've been trying to squeak her in like my son's already deep in the paint. There is he's 17. There is fit there. His favorite band in the world to have him. him on in. Yeah, it's too late for him. We'll have him on at some point to talk about it. But, but this song, <laughs> she 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 loved it. She loved this. I think it's oh, the catchy. Shit. I think it's the catchy chorus, right? Which I'm just going to jump right to that for a second. Like the R E M E M B E. That's fucking great. That's just so good. Taking that word, spelling it out, and turning it into I M O. It's so fucking good. I mean this this is their like this is their like Sesame Street Electric Company sort of no means no song, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. You could have. You could have, you could have exactly. You could have some Muppets singing this shit. I'd love to see a video with fucking punked out Muppets doing this. It's Paul so the Gorilla good. and Spider Man. Paul the Gorilla, yeah, exactly. Um, death Metal, uh, Big Bird. I don't know. Just some great shit. Um, Elmo with his guts. Guy Smiley, out. Don't, don't forget my guy Smiley. Guy Smiley, um, my favorite. I, this song is great. It's a. It's you know parts of it are sort of straight pop punk, but it's got mm. a great fucking beat. Um, I, I think lyrically, I like this song a lot because it's about I'll dive into the lyrics a little bit more. I haven't done that yet because neither of the other two songs, I don't know, just didn't inspire me on that way. But um, these two certainly will. So, uh, I mean, I'm I'm very interested in the idea of memory. I think this song, I think Rob is, too, and, and, and how it plays into our identity. I think this song has a, a kind of cre- three hints at three great uh, aspects or theses about memory. We get this opening, which is really evocative. The uh, I recall at the end of it all that you were on your knees and I was standing tall. But is my memory deceiving me? Was I hanging there while you prayed for me? Which a couple, like there's a bunch of ways to look at that. Very evocative. First of all, it's that, you know, just on the sense of memory, like we never remember the fucking things right. Here's here's two diametrically opposite ways of remembering a situation, right? In a very, very sort of uh, social way, the fact that we don't, we don't, no two people are ever going to remember things the same way. But this is also strikes me as in one sense, two different views of an execution. One where the guys in execution are standing tall over the guy on his knees about to cut off his head. And the other one where he's now the guy being, he's the guy being hanged while the other guy's sitting there praying for me. Although that line, the, was I hanging there while you prayed for me is also sort of evocative of, was he Jesus, Jesus on the cross? Jesus and there Christ, was someone yeah. there, yeah, someone there yeah. sitting there praying for him. But it's just that interesting way of, you know, there's the, to me, this is that the how we how we create our story and our history with other people through our memories of our social interactions. But we each have our own version of that story, and no two versions of it are going to be the same. Like you guys talk all the time about, not all the time, but the time you guys all went to play shows. But I've heard from the outside slightly different versions of that right you each have your own version of the story so what's real well what are you talking about neither of them you guys how you went to see all the shows with blair and all that on the thing but both of your stories are just a little bit different you have different versions of them slightly we all do right and so in this 
in this opening part, there's this sort of sense of how our memory creates our sense of identity in the social scene, but it's different for each one of us. It's not the same. It could be diametrically opposite. And then we have that line at the end. Then I heard you speak. Your voice is bleak. What we forget, we must repeat, which is, seems to be mm. sort of the based off that uh, that that kind of famous phrase that um, those who forget the past are condemned to repeat it, repeat it. Mm-hmm. which we all have heard that before. I looked that up. It's by George Santayana, a mid-century Spanish philosopher. I don't know him, but We're everyone's heard it. that phrase before, um, which, again, that's it's a very, very weighted phrase. Um and then you get to this second verse, which seems to be more about how we conduct, we create our own personal identity from memory, even though we don't necessarily want to believe it, right? Like, I remember the tricks of the trade, who got left behind and who made the grade, that sort of sense of, well, yeah, I, I, I remember everything I need to know to, to, to get along in this fucking life, but, but I don't need that shit. I, I'm my own person, or you think you are. But um, in the end, like, you know, saying... I don't need that master plan to tell me what to do or tell me who I am. I, I have my own identity. I don't need that shit that I remember. I, I remember it, but that's not who I am. But it 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 calls bullshit on that. Like in a sense, that's all we have is the shit that we remember, is the shit that we, uh, the story we build for ourselves, a sort of Rochamon-esque perspective that we take as our own self. And he, he says that explicitly at the end of this verse. It really doesn't matter what you have done. You're blind and deaf and dumb. You don't, none of that's real. You've made it up. You've told the story. I mean, there's that thing that we all need to realize and you need to feel yourself at some point, each, every fucking one of you. Every time you, every time you remember something, you're actually just remembering the last time you remembered it. And so every time you remember something, it's a little less true. It's, it's a memory of 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 a memory. And so our story of ourselves Chinese telephone. It's a Chinese telephone to yourself. It's a story you're telling yourself. And yet that's all we are is our fucking memory of ourselves. And so we feel we're this person. And I think no means no is so beautiful and brilliant at this. Rob is so brilliant and beautiful at this of kicking the chair out from under you and making you realize, no, man, that's all fucking bullshit. I mean, it's not, it's what we are. So that's not bullshit, but don't take it so fucking seriously. What you think you are is far more ephemeral, far more illusory than we feel at any particular moment. And then at the last verse, he gets very cosmic about it, right? I remember an endless space and the tolling bells of some holy place, as if he's remembering back to before he was born or after he's dead, that void from which we come or the void from which we go. And he asks, is it a dream that comes back to me? or a memory that I can barely see, right? The sense that it's so distant. What's really real, this void that we come from is so distant that you can't even fucking, you don't even know if it's a dream or if it's fucking real. And that last line, what I see, what comes back to me is a place I cannot find. He talks about that. That's That reminds me of that line in the Ausfart, um, in, the, in the, um, the hidden song at the end, the future okay, is the yeah, past. Yeah. Right. Um, Which also was sort of about memory and time. Um, But Mm -hmm. it's that idea that these things that we take as ourselves, these things that we take as our concrete reality of who we are, are completely invisible, illusory, and you cannot touch them. They're in a place that you actually cannot touch. They are all we are. And yet it's a puff of fucking smoke. Mm -hmm. R-E-M-E-M-B-E-R. 
And I just love how it kicks into that verse in between each of these, uh, into that chorus in between each of these verses. And it's so ecstatic and it's so fun. But this whole time, he's just smiling at you, kicking the chair out from under yeah. your goddamn identity. And then it breaks into the second half of the song, which is this beautiful, first of all, you get that Rob gorgeous, I remember, I remember, which is so <laughs> fucking great. And then this deconstruction of the song and memory, just like memory. This is one of those holographic oh, songs. Are you, are you where talking he, about the very end there? The very end, like the, yeah. the, 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 the musical interlude well, where you just not hear just like the very end, like the last half of the song. No, it's like the last yeah. half of the song. And With you that hear sludge. R, R, B, B, M, B. Like the, the R, M, B, M is just kind of popping up and the lyrics, the, the, there's like the voices creeping in from behind. It's and it's like, it's creepy, but it's that, I think he's, it's a very good comment on the fact that what we think we just heard, this is about how accurate we are to totally. what actually just happened, right? Mm-hmm. He's, he's demonstrating for us, like, this is what it's really fucking like. Until at the very end, you get that. And I'm going to admit that I put this in Audacity, the editing program, and I tried to slow down or play backwards that very oh, last no part shit. that goes super fast. Oh, to no be way. like Because I've, I've always suspected that that's the entire song either gone backwards or shortened and that they were just compressing it into like five seconds. But I, it, it's like so compressed Paul, that I couldn't, I couldn't pull it bullshit? out. Is but, that what but you're trying my, to do here? Yeah. My suspicion is that it's the entire song cr- put into like four seconds at Whoa. that, in that last little, that little last, I think it's just the, <laughs> it's the whole fucking song compressed as if it's that moment where you're, they say your life flashes before your eyes when you die. Right. And you get to see your whole memory compressed. Jeez. But I really love how the end of the song it's not just it does kind of hint towards the the experimentation of the tour EPs where I think Rob really kind of really dives into this shit. So it gives us a view of uh, of that. It does feel like Rob messing around a little bit, but it's not just for the sake of messing around. It it's it's commenting on the song. It's commenting on on the message of the song, on the message of memory, and that's that's why I fucking love it. So I think this is a fucking banger. I think it's intelligent. I think it's, uh, uh, I don't know if gorgeous is the right word, but it's fun as fuck. And yeah, I love it. I love this song. All right, Michelle, what do you got for us? Wicked. Oh, that was beautiful. Okay, this is a great toe tap and romp around the pit. Revisiting Mr. Right and Mr. Wrong is really such a treat as there are amazing doozies on this CD that show the true essence of this rhythm section that is its own band. I usually wince when songs have words spelled out. <laughs> I, I do. Uh, uh, <laughs> so it took me a bit to embrace that part of the song. I really love the angularity this song has. And once again, how John utilizes that fantastic China symbol. God know he can't mm. God knows he can't do a symbol grab during any of that. Oh, actually, this is kind of stupid, but I, I wrote, I'm wondering how Jordan handles the same note verses. Like he's singing the same note during the verses. Oh, I love it. I love in this it. one, and if it triggers nightmares of beat on the bread, the ending... <laughs> no way! <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm playing. The ending <laughs> sludge that closes this song is cool as fuck, and the special effects thingy is out of this world. The, the drums are backward masked at least, right? That like that's played backwards. That's so fucking backwards. Cool. That's why I thought maybe that if I played it backwards, it would be the whole song backwards. I, I, I don't but no, it's definitely it's like those drum so beats are creepy. Are, 
recorded backwards. Anyway, Matt, what do you got? What do you got for us? Yeah, I'd never really paid attention to the song. I, I got to admit, I, I reading through the lyrics, I'm kind of like, okay, this these lyrics deserved a more complex song <laughs> somehow. <laughs> um, because I, I I like the song, but it's uh, it's it's quite it's fast, it's simple, but it is poppy. It could be an infamous scientist yeah. song. It could be a show yeah, sure. song. Because mm-hmm. uh, in fact, it's more like those those bands than it is like No Means No in a lot of ways. Agreed. Um, Interesting. Good point. Um, yeah, I love the uh, the playing though. I mean, it's got that rollicking feeling that so many Showbiz Giant songs have, even though Tom was not mm. you know, necessarily probably uh, associated with it at all. Um, but yeah, there's still, the, the, leap, the lyrics are a lot deeper than I sort of realized and i think um yeah the the nature of memory sort of like composite and um incomplete and uh, inaccurate nature of memory um i really love that lyric uh what i see what comes back to me is a place i cannot find you can never get back to that crystalline form everything is a reconstruction um ultimately and because of that um you know what we forget we must repeat so if you can't be sure that whatever it is you're remembering is accurate then um ultimately experience can't teach you um hmm. which is, yeah. is it's kind of a, a scary uh thought i don't know um and the, the thing about the lyric about i remember an endless space in the tolling bells of some holy place um it almost seems like the idealization of memory um your exaltation oh. or veneration of a particular memory it's not accurate and you know by the same token it made me realize that um I tend to sort of harp on the negative that, uh, you know, the cat- catastrophization of a memory or like, yes. is, is, is that accurate? Probably not. So it's, it's kind of right. uplifting in, in two different ways that, um, yeah. you know, it's never going to be accurate. Maybe you're never going to know. So maybe you should just sort of deal with it. Um, <laughs> um, in terms <laughs> of, the, said than done. <laughs> of course, of course. Yeah. The, the China symbol, and uh, I actually think he's playing on oh. the bell of the ride. The ride uh, in a lot of it. Oh, in uh, so okay. there, there's a, at least he's playing on the bell of the ride where it it follows the vocals, like it follows the mm-hmm. the, the stress pattern in the vocals, which is pretty mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, kind of tricky. Um, I I feel like the R E M E M B E R is almost like um, it's like a, a mantra. It's like, you know, you, you uh-huh. have to sort of hypnotize yourself into remembering. Um, but by That's doing cool. that, you actually keep yourself from re- remembering. <laughs> That's um, a, that's that's cool. I like that. Um, and then, yeah, the, the, I, I saw uh, this, the, the last half of the song, just like you, Jordan, the breakdown is like some um, patterns, like the nature of memories, like sort of partially melted indistinct. Um, there's like, cheesy bits there's some like weird electric drums like 80s sounding uh in there which straight off some like cheap casio from the uh, the mid 80s (laughs) no 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 one thing i'm going to tell you right now is when i did play it backwards those are toms but they're toms backwards and that's why they sound cheesy and electronic like it's it's a backward masked drum recording and that's why it sounds weird but it sounds regular when you play it the other way when you play it oh wow reverse it makes yeah. me wonder, like maybe um, that cheesy '80s sound was like it could the other be. way yeah. around. That's Who how knows? Because it sounds it. exactly yeah. like wow. that. One of the main reasons yeah. that I dislike so much '80s music is because how shitty <laughs> synthesized drum hey, sounded. You're not listening to the right stuff, then, buddy. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> I said kind of a lot music. of, not that all kind of, of certain types. Oh, all right, yeah. okay, all right. Yeah, don't, there's, there's a lot like, to fucking, not like. There's I don't know, fucking. 
power station or some bullshit. Um, yeah, right. Hey, anyway, yeah, John Taylor was a good bass player. He is a good bass player, <laughs> right, and right, um, right. Robert and Palmer was a fantastic vocalist. But uh, I'm just saying, you know, but that kind of epitomizes right. I, '80s yeah. cheese for me. Um, All right. Yeah, Jeez. I love those like little bubbly bits of uh, this the song, like voices and static. And then at the end, it sort of speeds up and is really kind of almost distressing. Um, it's like those memories that speed up and you maybe it's those ones that you can't ignore at three in the morning. Like, <laughs> I don't know if you guys are like that, but I'm certainly like that. Well, oh, yeah. Yes. I, I, oh, I was yes. like, how did he know that I do that? We time. call it we call it having sharks at night. That there's sharks circling the bed. Mm. It's the same thing. Sharks, sharks in the gene sharks pool. In the gene pool. <laughs> <clears throat> nice. All right, that's All right, what well, I got good. to say. Yeah. Oh, great. And you know what? Um, I gotta take a little trip to the garden. I'm afraid. I do. Oh, I do. Okay. No, do All it. All right. Little little garden gnome. Un- unfortunately, normally this oh, would be where Michelle and I uh, talk together. But you know what? This little boy got a tinkle too. So see you guys later. <gasps> oh uh, we're going to pause. You are not going to leave take... me here like this. Yeah, we're going to take a pause. And, are you uh... pausing it? Well, I'm not pausing it, but I might cut it out unless you give me a good monologue. So do your best and uh, we'll decide whether we leave this in or not. You know what? Okay. All right. All right. Now that I have you all here, I thought about calling the phone number once and telling a story uh, and I haven't done it yet. So I'll just say it here. I forgot which year it was. I... Met up with another No Means No fan that was on the forum. His name, his real name is Mike McLaughlin. Anyways, I was living in upstate New York, and he was down in the Philadelphia area. And No Means No was playing a show there. This is, by the way, one of my, my, like, if I had to have a No Means No memory, this, this, is, this is it. This is one of them for sure. Anyways, I rented a car. I drove down to Philly. I'd never met him before. I met him. He was great. I We went to his parents' house. We went out to get something to eat. We went to this venue, and he still remembers the name of it. I don't, but it was this, like, it used to be a house, clearly, but then it was, when we went in there, it was gutted out to be, like, some punk venue. I don't know. Anyways, I get there, and I just kind of get my way onto the side of the stage, and, and nobody moves me. I was pretty much on the stage, but over to the side, and, and nobody told me to leave. I was hoping that they could figure out that I wasn't going to, you know, jump on anybody or do anything stupid. So I watched the whole show and and it was, of course, amazing. Uh, I hadn't met any of the band yet, but I had the the perfect place on the stage. After the show, I'm telling you, this, this means so much to me. After the show, I'm sitting there. Mike, my friend Mike, who went to the gig with me, is talking with a bunch of his friends that were there. And I'm just sitting there watching the band tear down the stage like they just laid it the fuck down and they're tearing john's tearing down his his drums packing them up everybody's cleaning out their amps rolling up the cords putting the guitars back and i was just like oh god why are they having to do this why don't they should i help them blah 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 and i just sat there and watched in wonder holy shit look at these guys cleaning up laying it down and then having to clear their own gear off the stage and then the most epic thing, Jordan, you're going to love this. The most epic thing ever. Rob's on the floor now, not on the stage anymore. And he was just standing there doing something, either talking to somebody who's standing there by himself. And this homeless guy walked in, walked up to Rob, obviously asked him for money. Rob pulls out his wallet, gives him a $5 bill. 
Fuck yeah. And I'm telling you, I got choked up. I got choked up. That's awesome. Because That's I watched awesome. humility from every fucking thing for that whole night. I watched humility. The guy's laying it down. And humanity. Yeah. yeah. Take it, taking the stage down with their own shit. Rob's standing there, sweating his balls off, I'm sure. And this guy comes in, asks him for money, and he gives him five bucks. And I, I got choked up. I got very choked that, up. That just about says it all, man. That yeah. just about says it all. In fact, I'm feeling a little choked up right now just thinking about it. That is one of my best. If I had to call up the phone, like you should, everyone, if I had to call up the phone and give a really good no means no memory, that would be it. I there we still, go. that's what I think about when I think of Rob anyways. Nice. God. You know nice. what I think, Jordan? I think you and, you and I should co-pee more often. <laughs> I think so, too. <laughs> now, come on. Now, I, I was going to call I, the I, phone and say say that, but it was like it's kind of perfect I, that you get, had to do a, a I heard pee. about I heard about the last third of that, so I can't wait to go back and hear oh, the rest well, of it. You had your headphones the whole on thing. the whole time, I had so my, you heard it all. Yeah. Yeah, I heard it yeah, all, I, and I, I was like, sort of lurking, time. lurking off camera, so that Michelle wouldn't get distracted when I came back. So no, it was a great I would have got distracted if I saw you pee. I would have been like, hey, yeah, that's that's, that's, a good that's stream. enough of that. All right, let's uh, it's let's not penis. It's stream. No, I know. Let's dive back into our stream and deal okay. with this song. I'm going to be a mama's boy, and I'm going to play you a little bit of Mama's Little Boy from Mama, 1982. There's a place. There's a place There's a place Where I want to be And it's dark there There's nothing to see And you're alone There's nothing you can do Something's coming It's a boy. All right, mama, little boy. Um, I actually played a pretty badass cover of this in my uh, my little garage band I had with some friends. <gasps> and in, in the in the middle of the song, we broke into this weird little techno riff for about a minute and a half before we went back into it. There's no vocals. It was only I, I was playing the bass in it, but that was fun as shit. 
Oh my God, I love this song so much. I love this song so oh, much. Aces. I love this song so much. Oh. Fucking A, this song is drippy, gorgeous, beautiful goo all over my ears. Oh, I'm I so love happy. It. One of my favorites off of Mama, I think it is a stunning, shiny example. And while I've had my thoughts about what this song meant before, and I'm carrying this into, into this today, there's also some shit that I think cracked open for me today. And I think I... I don't know that this is true, but for me anyway, it all slots into place even more so. Mm. So I'm going to talk about that first before I talk about the music. Um, uh, Michelle will talk about the music better than I could anyway, but I'll, uh, I'll get to that. Cause the music, I've got a few the, things. Because the music's fucking great. Yep. So this song really strikes me as a song um, kind of about that, the general idea of how way, way, way in our distant past, the 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 early reaction to the mystery of the universe was one of sort of the worship of the energy of chaos and a very feminine energy. And in many of the ancient myths, be that the Greek myths or be that uh, Mesopotamia, the original gods, the original source was always a god of chaos and it was always feminine. So in Greece, the god, the 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 original god from which everyone else sprung, and these were not the gods we knew in Greece. Not I don't know that a lot of you probably already know, but there were tiers of gods. There were there was the these original gods, then there were the Titans, and then there was fucking Zeus. There were like you know all there's these only one god, Jordan, and it should yeah, be exactly. Jesus Christ. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. I'm doing the cross. But anyway, so the the original the original um, mother of chaos in in the Greek world is actually sort of known as uh uh the chaos uh, the god without a without a following without a religion like it was it was some it was a god that never had a cult that they know of or anything like that but anyways there, so there's this sense of in many 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 pantheons and in 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 mesopotamia like i talked about there was the god T- goddess tiamat who was the mother of chaos and the mother of all creation, who was then overthrown eventually through a series of shit by Marduk, who was this, you know, masculine solar energy. So there's a sense of chaos, uh, femininity, uh, uh, fecundity being overthrown, being over, being overthrown by, by solar deities, by these, like by this masculine energy, right. By this, this sort of shit. And there's a particular play that's often held up, and the, the what what cracked open for me today, and I knew about these things, but I hadn't connected it to this song. Nietzsche has an, and I know Rob's into Nietzsche, has an amazing work called um, "The Birth of Tragedy." I think that's what it's called, right? Yeah, "The Birth of Tragedy," which is where he explores these two gods in ancient Greece, based a lot based on this play called "The Bacchae" by uh, Euripides. Mm. But one god is Dionysus and the other god is Apollo. These were two Jesus. sons of Zeus. But Dionysus was, was the god kind of, of chaos. Yeah, Dionysus was the god of chaos and wine and revelry and just madness, literal madness, but was also had a purely female uh, uh, cult around him. Maynads? All of his worshipers. Yeah, all of his, the Maynads, exactly. All of the worshipers were female. I know nothing. And then... Then you had Apollo, who was the god of the of the sun, a solar god, who overthrew Dionysus. And the the this play, the Bacchae, which is a beautiful fucking crazy play, widely acknowledged as one of the best tragedies of the ancient world, fucking great, is about that. It's about the overthrow of of Dionysus by Apollo, his brother, 
and and Dionysus's revenge on that. And this to me, it's almost like this. Yeah, this song is. I, I feel like it's Dionysus. Dionysus is Mama's little boy. Is the, is the son of chaos. Is why is, not Oedipus? Is, is looking well. Yeah, but that's looking, the only looking, god I probably know or know. That's and Oedipus is not a god. <laughs> and 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 so this Mama's little boy. This is a being who's looking to that mother of chaos and kind of disparaging all of this masculine energy that he sees around him. Right disparaging the gods of the sun who are just his ba- her bastard sons who are just mm. dancing around the fire being drunk just all that sort of uh, uh, a feeling that you get from this song of how that's that masculine fucking energy it just it's almost like i just picture every all all of the fucking gods he's talking about just sitting around a campfire campfire drinking beer yeah. barfing around and just being fucking yeah. assholes oh. but there's something interesting about a a, a tenderness almost with which he's talking about his relationship with the mother. And even though it's the Mm. goddess of chaos, there's this stuff about, um, about, you know, when, when, when she says to him, son, don't hide everything inside because someday it will turn and eat you alive. That's really fucking good, deep advice. And it's the kind of advice that comes from that feminine aspect as opposed to the masculine aspect, which teaches you to shove that shit down and pretend it doesn't exist. Right. Right. It's like, no, see your feelings, bring mm-hmm. them up or they will destroy you. It, it's I, it's like that line that I that Gnostic line I talked about in Slade where he says uh, uh the, or where I feel like it refers to the idea that that what you don't bring forth will destroy you, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And it's that line. And then um, there's at the very end of the song when he's we he keeps stating, "I uh, I feel, yeah. I feel, I feel, yeah. I can feel, I can feel," mm-hmm. just sticking his stake in the sand as saying, a, a, a kind of shouting how important that is to feel. Which yep. is not the masculine position. So this is not like a song about the sort of chaos and how chaos is wild and it's just fucking nuts. And I'm I'm Mama's little incestuous boy, which there is that little incest kick in the middle of it. You know, come the really? night she picks the tallest one. It has a little mm-hmm. bit of an incestual feel to it, but that's this also very much in the pantheon. Like gods were fucking their own kids all the time way back all in the right. day. It's just how okay. it was. Well, and there something were very really many... interesting to me. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. There wasn't a Thanks lot to, to choose fuck. from. <laughs> yeah. What, there's, so you know how I love to focus in on individual word choices and how yeah. much they can mean. Yeah, you do. Something that I've always caught in this song is um, at the very end when he's saying, there's a place I want to be and it's dark there. There's nothing to see and you're alone. There's nothing you can do. Something's coming. Something's coming to you. Now, normally, I would hear that. At, I, I would think the word you'd put in is something's coming for you is what feels more like threatening. Something's coming for you. But he doesn't say that. He says something's coming to you, to you. Hmm. which is what you would say when you're going to have something, a revelation, when you're going to have some understanding. Oh, that that just came to me. I just oh, understood it. So, that yeah. just came to me. So you're going to be alone. You're going to be All in this right. darkness. You're, there's nothing there. There's nothing you can do. And something's going to come to you. That's when you'll have your realization. That's when something real can occur. Hmm. And I really think this is a song about 
the birth of tragedy. I think this is a song about Dionysus and Apollo. I think this is a song about that primordial feminine chaos, how we've lost that, how the gods of the sun took over. But I'm mama's little boy. I want to be closer to that sense of feeling. I want to be closer to that sense of the feminine understanding of the universe, not those fucking drunk solar gods who just want to party and repress their feelings. Fuck them. I love that. And I love musically. First of all, the bass line in this is so oh, fucking buttery. And just, yeah. Woo, makes buttery. But that's that's a good, that's <laughs> buttery nipples. Buttery. And I just, and I love John's just the, just his fucking little, the, the cymbal ride in this. And the, mm-hmm. and the, what is that instrument that. Oh, I was going to ask. Don't steal my, don't what is steal that thing called? thunder. Okay. I won't, uh, I won't. Okay, we all brought it up you. clearly. I'll leave you it for you. want to know what it is? No, 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 no. I'll leave it for, nope, I don't, I don't. I'll leave that for you. Yeah. But I love that. And I, I just, just mentioned it. I'm going to talk about it. I'll just tell I you love it in that verse I was talking about at the end, whereas there's a place, there's a place. I love how everything gets quieter and the mm-hmm. symbols get that fucking reverb on them. And yeah. everything just closes in until you're just right fucking there with this dark Dionysus who's just looking at you with this passion, this madness. But to me, this is a beautiful madness. This is a this is the kind of madness. I want to feel this is not the kind of madness that I'd run away from. I want to be mama's little fucking it is. Yeah. And it's a, it's, it's a, it's an intimate madness. Like yeah. I, I want to fucking be mama's little boy. Like this, right. I, I, I identify with the feeling that this character has. Right. Uh, I fucking love it. I yeah. fucking love it. I think this song, again, one of those songs on mama that shows you everything they could be. Right. Everything oh. they could be. It's total, a, completely. This is Everything not a Everything about this old. band is, is, is in this it's song in right here. here. And yep. it's not a fucking punk yep. song. This no. is not a punk. This is a jazz fucking yes. song. You could, you could no. have some guys playing this in a jazz club and people would fucking love this shit. And while it's, you smoke cigarettes. Oh, while you smoke cigarettes or oh, hash man. or whatever you're going to smoke. Yeah. I just, I just oh, love I it. Love and that I, you and, love this. And I, I think that Rob's love of, of, looking at the origins of our worship and, 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 and the mm. bastardization of that worship. And I really think Nietzsche is in there. I think that to me, reading, looking at that today and remembering that book going, fuck, yes, that's, that is this, that dichotomy is right fucking here. It's societal and too, society. It is? Mama's no, of course voice. it is. Of yep. course it is. Yes. So anyway, I'll, I'll try to leave some meat on the bone here, but just know. to say, I, I fucking love it. Michelle, go ahead. Take over. Uh, oh, I love that you love it because I love it too. Oh, here's another one of No Means No sneaking up the stairs songs. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> that's coming to get you. Just dig the snazzy jazz in this with a haunting, Mama's little boy. Oh, Wait, yes. Boy. Echoing on in the back. I wrote a pair of googly eyes there and I wrote creepy and cool. John is front and center on this one, and it's delicious to listen to him lay down the fills and construct the skeleton of this song. Rob's bass line is once again repeating itself, but if you're like me, you never tire of it and look for the fine characteristics he adds to it Mm -hmm. for some variety. Okay, okay, Jordan, the vibra slap. Vibra slap. Vibra slap. Nice. The vibra slap percussion instrument used in this is especially fitting, giving it a so noir good. kind of vibe. Yeah. And super cheesy of, at the same time. It's like cool and, and totally. cheesy. <laughs> super yeah. cheesy. And it sounds like a, and it sounds like a snake 
it's kind of reminds me of dead the, the song kind of reminds me of the dead kennedys the of dead kennedys the prey both nice oh. dark haunting songs that wonderfully paint a picture of doom and gloom now today i looked at the lyrics i have a tape for the first time ever i looked at the lyrics that came in my tape and i can see how the lyrics are all right on par with their essential and their essence and i even see that john was the one who did the mama's voice Mm, yeah. Because when they list his yeah. instruments, he the one of the what instruments was Mama's. So he was oh, the, nice. He was the one that was Mama's Mama's little boy. Mama's I, I don't. I don't think I had any doubt that that was John. <laughs> little, his little, little little brother. Starting stuff. I, I always wanted to see them play this live, and I never got to see them play it. But I would have killed to see this. Oh, mm. Mama's little boy. Well, thanks for that, man. Any, yeah. Anything else? No. Good? Long right. live the Matthew, Viber Slap. Matthew, how about you? I, I was trying to like write out what the Viber Slap sounded like. We we all brought it up. It sounds like um, a snake. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We have um, one at work. I should I should I should have stole it. Should have stole it and brought if it. If I in. wasn't laid up, I would have gone. <laughs> I was never. It, when, uh, when I did the cover of this, when we did, when I did the cover of this, we brought. We my friend had a vibra slap, and we. No way. Oh yeah. You oh, can yeah. get one. Nice. It's pretty right, cheap. Right. All right, all right. Sorry, Matthew. Yep. <clears throat> when I was uh, in elementary school, that was the only music classes I ever took. My mom forced me to take piano lessons, and I had a horrible teacher when I was like, I don't know, five or six. Real kind of criminal, I wish. It turned me off of wanting to have anything to do with playing music myself, but I did like to go into the music room when I was in elementary school, and everyone would fight over the fucking vibra slap. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, very cool. (laughs) You're a king shit if you had a vibra slap. Yep. Yeah. Change shit on the vibra slap. There's some fun um, stuff. Because yeah, in it doesn't there. take a, doesn't take a lot of um yeah, no, totally, totally. Like that thing that sm- looks like a fish though. I that's never super Oh yeah, with the stick, you put the stick over the yeah. top of it. Oh right. Yeah, yep, yep. I like that round thing with all the chains on it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Ca- 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 I don't know ca- what that's ca- called. I forget. It starts with a C though. Um Costanza. Something like that. Yeah, it's, it's a Costanza. Um yeah, another one of those, yeah, Creeping Up the Stairs songs. That's really sort of accurate. Yes. It's a really, really sort of oily album. I, I love this album. I, this song is 40 years oh. old. That fucking freaks mm-hmm. me out. Um, it's fucking crazy. Yeah, timeless, absolutely timeless. Um, yes. I like the dis- discussion that some folks on the um, the Facebook page had about the Rorschach blot. And the thing is about Rorschach blots is nobody's oh, right, yes. nobody's wrong. That um, I, And I always saw a devil face red devil um and uh, a lot of people see the baby in the middle and it's once i see you look a baby it, on a like, cross <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I see a baby on a cross yeah. it's un- oh. unmistakable once you start seeing it but i didn't start i didn't unsee the devil i just see more detail yeah. and that's what i really like and it's sort of like a metaphor for about this podcast is i don't i don't really lose any of the stuff that i thought about before it just gets right. more elaborate Hopefully, more yep. yes exactly. nobody yep. nobody's right nobody's wrong except for people exactly. who like it on the breath um right so uh yeah i had no doubt that it was john john mama's little boy um song about how you want to remain mama's little boy um yeah i totally agree with all the mythical stuff that uh, jordan was talking about Uh, i hadn't considered uh, dionysus and uh and apollo but for sure um reason and chaos or sort of you know 
pulling up your socks or, um, you know, it is maybe a little bit about taking things more seriously or uh, maybe becoming less imaginative. Um, as you get older, uh, you sort of have to pull pull up your socks and uh, you're not a, not a kid anymore. You don't get to have as much fun. Um, but at the same time, it's also, yeah, you, you kind of become serious. You lose um, a whole perspective of um openness and uh i I totally agree that um maybe that's part of uh, what they're after the the feminine the more sensitive um i i like the invocation Mm -hmm. of the 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 sun gods uh you know ra horus thor zeus um sun and thunder and all these very very masculine uh the, the thunderbolt the hammer um you know the the sun all these sort of masculine masculine uh, kinds of things um it brought up i don't like to sort of bring up a lot of pop culture stuff uh but i've been watching a, a series Hi. called raised by raised by wolves um a science fiction series it i mean good fan fan fucking tastic it's so unrelated to any other sci-fi trope that i've really seen but uh, one of the main things in it is like it's basically sort of the atheist against the zealots and the zealots are super into a sun god and they have a real problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, um, it's fucking great. I, I I agree. I hadn't really thought about the um, you know, the the bake, uh I'm I'm mad. I'm Mama's little boy. Um, the the main ads that you you talked about were the worshippers of Dionysus, and they were female, and they would get fucked up, and they would tear tear people them, apart themselves and other people to, and to shreds. Yeah, I know nothing. Absolute, absolute chaos. Um, but uh, it, it's kind of interesting, you know, sun don't hide everything inside because someday it will turn and eat you alive. Maybe sort of learning to deal with that um, rather than suppressing it so that it doesn't come out and you can't, you don't have the tools to fight it. Um, so what I, I, I didn't have kids myself, but I have friends with kids and occasionally they are uh, little more protective than I mean I'm not a parent so I don't know how it feels but the way I always sort of say or, or think the way that I was raised is uh, my mom kind of she had to go to work and I had to raise myself to a certain extent and uh, yeah. in a lot of ways I think permissiveness, that was a generational thing yeah for mm-hmm. sure but yeah in terms mm-hmm. of, of, of per- permissiveness like you can you can't continue to shield your children all you can do is arm your children Oh, nice. That's a good one. Yeah, that's true. Um, And uh, maybe sort of like being able to stare that stuff in the face and not, you know, trying to protect them all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, You you, you don't, they develop their own tools. They develop their own weapons. They develop their own coping mechanisms. And maybe it gives them some sort of pathology, but it also makes them more um, flexible. Malleable. And and not so, yeah, 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 the, the, the reed and the oak sort of thinking. And I think the a lot of these sort of masculine symbols are very uh, well rigid. (laughs) 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 Hands off, snaky. Oh, with a penis already. Well, that's what I was okay. (laughs) Well, hands off the snaky. Isn't that what you? Isn't that what you meant? So, so it it, it It just went right in. It's oh yeah, dick jokes. (laughs) Yeah. No. Well. No. Okay. Well. All right. There's a place. There's a place that I want to be. It's dark there. There's nothing to see. There's alone. There's nothing you can do. That's the egg. It's all alone with mummy. 
something's coming. Something's coming to you. And that is the sperm. That's oh, the don't it, you sex No, 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 no. It's, it's not it's about sex. sex. It's about creation, uh, right? It's about sort of this happy little egg sitting there with a the mummy in the dark place. And then the sperm is introduced. And that starts off this whole thing. Suddenly, you don't know where you are. You don't know who you are. You're helpless. Um, and then you're you're out in the world and you have to deal with all this. And you have to, you don't have that protection anymore. You don't have those tools anymore. You have to be out in the world and you have to be exposed to um, all this sort of stuff. I don't want to get into the sort of incestuous aspects of this song, but... Um, Never. I don't. I think I don't that's know. more mythic than anything else. I, I don't know. Probably I feel like more just mythic. something... Yeah, but, but anyway, yeah, yeah I, maybe, maybe I relate to it a little bit. Like, um, we were both mom's boys, right? I, well, I, I don't know. I was I, raised by a single mother. Yep, I was raised by a single mom. My dad was was on the scene. Yep. It's not like they had a bad relationship or anything, but he was off and right. uh, married to my right. stepmom, and they had a, 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 a she had kids already and everything like that. So, um, yeah, I don't know. There's there's a certain independence that I developed because of. Of that, you know, certainly apron yeah. strings on, on, not a bad on one hand, but you know, I don't think I was protected by my mom so much as I was supported by my mom. And, Ex- um, oh, yeah. perfect. Yeah, right. Exactly right. Yep. Exactly and right. Uh, yep. maybe that's what this song is about a little bit. Anyway, the, the music part. Um, I love the Tom Fells. I love the groove. Of it's actually kind yeah. of like very quite simple walking bass, which is mm-hmm. very effective. Um, yep. In this uh, in this song and. Um, the distorted ride symbol, um, which I think is distorted with a ring modulator. I'm sure someone will correct oh, me on that. But that's what it sounds like to me. Yeah. Ring modulator. Modulator. And I, I love the fact that the last word in the song is joy. Oh, I want to talk yeah. about that. Yeah, because it's so good. I, I, well, I can feel, I can feel joy. Something. But he didn't say it. It was yeah. like so subdued. It wasn't mm-hmm. like a, a resurrecting I can feel part of the song. Joy. And, the music is, and he just said, but he's... He's, cu- yeah, he's coming down. He's, it's just a focal, right? It's so accepting. You didn't think it's it was, part of him. You didn't think it was sad? You, did you, you didn't think no. it was like... Oh, no, I don't okay. think so at all. Satisfaction. I, I felt, it's not... No, no, no. It's it's not exuberant. It's just like, I am capable I, of I feeling joy. But he just said it so deadpan. It sounds more... Hmm grounded to me than dead yeah time. okay I don't know. No, totally. I'm, ha- I'm glad to hear that because i was kind of feeling like he couldn't he, he has he, he he couldn't feel what he was saying even though he was saying a word that was a, a positive no. thing opposite i think that i he he All feels right. it so deeply that it's so it's such a it's such a part of him it doesn't even have to be uh-huh. something that he s- strives to feel he's just it's he's just yeah. i'm cap- i'm capable of this i, I, I guess i guess when i hear that word i always i always think somebody says it like joy they always well, say I, it like emphatically and he just kind of says it kind of like i and feel I, joy <laughs> i think there's something in there too and that the end for me always is that the ecstatic part is the very fact of being able to feel. I feel. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. feel. I. That's what he keeps repeating. Yep. I can feel. I mm-hmm. can feel. Mm-hmm. I'm capable of feeling. I have it. And then joy is the realization of what's there, right? Like of, of that, the manifestation awesome. of it. But it's just fucking gorgeous. It's fucking awesome gorgeous. song, man. Yeah. Very yeah. deep. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's cast some votes. So I'm going to go first. 
And in the vote between Remember, which I really, really love, and Mama's Little Boy, it's going to be Mama's Little Boy for sure. I yes. think it's a. I think it's a. I think it's one of their all-time greats for Thank sure. Um, yeah. There's there's some great <laughs> songs on that album, man. I mean, oh, Red Devil, man. Mama's Little Boy. There's oh. just some fucking, Rich Guns. God damn, we haven't come to that Rich one guns, yet. Red which we have not done yet. Nope. Devil. All right, so uh, Mama's Little Boy for me, uh, Michelle. What do you got? Or actually, no, wait, let's let... Oh, yeah, where we got it. That's my vote. I just voted. Sorry. Nice. We're probably going to be unanimous here. I'm not sure, but... I think so. Matthew, what do you got? Absolutely, Mama's Little Boy. Yeah, that's me. I figured. Yeah. Nice. (laughs) You are Mama's Little Boy. We're all Mama's Little gender binaries. We're all there. Yep. Congratulations to Mama's Little Boy. Congratulations to Manic Depression. Oh, both mine went through. Thank you. But before we end the podcast, even though last week we were a little dry with no <gasps> corrections this week, mm. Andy's corrections are making their triumphant return with two oh, bangers. Yeah. Thank you very Matthew, much, Mr. Kerr, for you... your submissions. Absolutely. Yeah. Mr. Kowalik, would you please do us the honors? Indeed. Happy Bridge. Rob came up with this bass line, introduced it to John and me. I don't know if it was ever intended to be a song. It was just a fun riff to play. We quickly found that we were adding it live as a bridge between songs in our set. You could put it before or after anything, and it seemed to work. Eventually, while working on material that would become 0 plus 2 equals 1, it became part of our efforts to create an extended medley of various songs. You can hear that put into practice on 0 plus 2 equals 1.5, where it is sandwiched between Victim's Choice and Ghosts. For whatever reason, Happy Bridge didn't make it into the 0 plus 2 medley, emerging a couple years later on the Why Do They Call Me Mr. Happy album. Mm. Okay. And now Ghosts. Which, oh. um, yeah, last week's episode, and I, yeah, I felt feels on that one. Um, yep. The song that many of our pals rolled their eyes to when it came out. I can understand <gasps> why. It's long, a bit self indulgent, a bit. <laughs> That's his emphasis. Uh, and there's a lot of screaming vocals and whining guitars. Still, it's one of my personal favorites on Zero Plus Two Equals One. I may be wrong, but I think Robbie wrote the main three over four riff that he sings over, and I believe John wrote the other riff. We are trying for once to be a little less uptight in our song arrangements with this one. Earlier, we had done something similar at the end of what Slade says. For my part, I'd been mesmerized by the guitar playing of Terry from the X, and was keen to try that approach in my own playing style. Ghosts gave me the room to try that out, and I was really happy with the results. Nice. Thanks again, Andy. Gosh, thanks, uh, Andy. God, I love you. Fantastic. Icing so on good. the cake. Icing mm-hmm. on the cake. So you've made it through another episode. We've sent two songs straight to heaven, two songs straight down to hell. We can't wait with to the see red you devil. again. Hopefully in a... Well, exactly, with the Red Devil partying. Uh, it's pretty happy down there, actually. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Dionysus. Take, you don't take the Rainbow Bridge. You don't take the Rainbow Bridge. You take the Happy Bridge. So mm-hmm. uh, we hope to be back in a couple of weeks. We we were maybe afraid we'd have to take a little bit of a break. We still may because we're recording these so close, but we hope not. So we hope to see you soon. But Jesus Christ, y'all, thank you for being with us. Yeah. Uh, hey, you know what? You know what? Um, spread the word a little bit if you can. If you've got other people you know that like No Means No, if you've got uh, people on your socials that you think might like No Means No and don't know about the podcast, 
podcasts grow most by word of most by word of mouth. So we'd love it if you'd spread it around a little bit. Tweet about it, uh, Instagram about it, Facebook about it, I don't know, whatever the fuck you do. Send out carrier pigeons with, you know, little uh, notes around their ankles, whatever the fuck you do. But you know, we've got it, we've got a great listener base. It doesn't need to grow, but we'd love it too. We'd love other people who love this band to know about it. That's really I, yeah. I want to keep it with us because it's private and cool. And if you didn't well, earn it, true. you're not getting if it. If you're if you're one of the cool kids, you know you're saying? already listening. Exactly. You're one of them. Exactly. So anyway. No Means No Thing is produced and edited by yours truly, Jordan Flato. Co-hosting and podcast, podcast graphics are by the excellent Matthew Kowalik. Yeah. Strangest, Michelle Strangest is our third and everyone's favorite co-host and our Thank official you. Foley artist. <laughs> Thank you to No Means No for the use of stock taking as our intro and outro music. And you know what? I like the graveyard shift. It's quiet. We're going to read all night. Can I ask I you do something it. before you roll the dice? Did yeah. you ever? Did you ask the band if you could use uh, stock taking? I asked and I asked Andy. Yeah. Uh, for sure. Oh, I don't remember anybody asking. Yeah. I think it's oh, cool no, that you say that. No, no, it's cool. Oh, I did. I did right off the bat. And so just like when I had my earlier Ow. podcast with my son way back right. in the day, and we used okay. uh, we used now, I asked Andy for permission. Oh, that oh, good. That's that counts. So yep, we asked. I just think it's um, cool that you asked permission from the band and you got it. Oh, of course. I didn't want to. I didn't <laughs> want to presume. There you go. All right. Um, all right. So roll the dice, number one. All right. Fuck yes. Oh, my oh, God. Oh. What a great bearing. Uh-oh. Oh, shit. This is going to be fun. Why type it out? I ain't I even mad. Oh. oh. Yeah. Kaiju okay. battle. Oh, no. Oh, and this is a fun one, too. All right. Oh, that's Ready? not cool. I know. It's not going to be easy. None no. of these are easy. Okay, here's the other one. Uh, these are a little less known, but still fucking fun as hell. There oh. we go. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a fun episode. I am you looking know, I forward wonder, to it. I wonder if I want to know what hasn't been been done yet. I kind of don't, because I want to like have some zingers in there that I'm like, hey. Yeah, unfortunately, I know. I've got it. I've got it all locked down. Well, all right. Mm. Keep it that way. I can delay gratification. It's my jam. All right. Well, we did it. We have the songs picked for next time. We might have to try to record sooner rather than later, but I'll talk to you idiots after it. But to the rest of you... uh, Not a problem. Fuck off.